You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm fine, and as usual, I'm making noise, and everybody's going, what the hell is going on with that guy? But I was just merely stepping outside to enjoy the outside as we enjoy Locked On and the, the aftermath of the greatest national signing day of all time, literally. It's like, where in the world is Jimmy San Diego? You might not know that. You might not know that. You don't I, I don't have kids, but I watch some kids' shows. You're, you're referring to Carmen San Diego, although I've never really totally understood. I mean, I, I know the thing, and I think I think I know the concept. But so San Diego isn't a place. It's Carmen's last name. Let, let right? say, but let me say this first, that you sounded a little bit like um, Alex Trebek. You said, I don't have kids, but I watch a lot of kids' shows. I feel, Jimmy, I feel like buzzing in and saying things a pedophile might say. <laughs> um, actually i'm sort of a pop call I, I like knowing what's going on i mean I, it's like uh drives the wife crazy she likes her own music but i'm always turning on the pop channel and mtv and uh, you know i kind of want to i, I want to know what the young people are doing well, you want to know what the young people are doing? There's all signing with the University of Alabama. That's what they're doing, Jimmy. That's what they're doing. Correct. The greatest signing, <laughs> That's 100% correct. The greatest signing class in the history of signing classes, and this is not hyperbolic. I mean, this is literally since they've been recording this and making a math equation out of it, this is the best signing day anybody's ever had. And that's saying a lot because Nick Saban has the best day uh, anybody's had for any given year, but this is the best day anybody's had for anybody ever. So it's a pretty big deal. Now, what you and I do um, for Crimson Country Club, which is where we got started with all this, um, you know, Alabama media stuff for us. I wouldn't necessarily call us in the media because I still say shit a lot. I don't know that that Joe yeah. Goodman says shit in any of his AL.com articles. But um, we curse we curse too much to be called legitimate. We're not. But we're illegitimate media. That's you who know, we are. Illegitimate so, media. This is a true story. About in 2017, and it really, you know, look, it's no secret. I've had my bouts with depression and, and all these other things, which makes me, you know, I'm not trying to be a downer. But, I mean, um, my point is, so it, it kind of makes you creative. People who can be depressed also tend to be depressed also are rather creative. Well, I came up with what I thought was a pretty creative article back in two, 2017, I think. And um, it was for it was talking about a local high school, a guy that is a fan of that local high school said to me, Luke, you never pick us in the paper. At the time, I was picking like who I thought would win the high school games in the paper, like a bunch of other dudes. And um, he's like, you never pick us. And I said, you know what? I'm going to write a whole article about um, me starting to pick you every game. I don't give a shit who you play. And so I wrote this article about, like, I don't care who they play. I'm picking them. I'm picking them every time. And I'm picking them because I didn't know that my my prognostications carried so much weight that you would actually win the game if I picked you. So I'm picking you every time. I don't care if you play Alabama or the Chiefs. I don't care. I'm picking you. Man, 
those people lost their damn minds. They were so mad at me. And I was like, y'all know I'm making fun of me, right? Because I'm making fun of me saying, I don't have any control over any of this shit. So I'll pick you every time if that, if that, and I was really just gearing it towards that one guy. People lost their damn minds. I mean, I was, the paper was calling me, and the paper actually called me. It's probably one of the most viewed things that paper's ever had online. And they, the sports editor at the time called me, was like, look, we got to, we got to take this article off of our Facebook page for the things they're saying about you. <laughs> There's and I was something like, about Jesus. people. There's something about people. I'm probably the same way. So I guess I'm making fun of myself, but, but it, it sort of drives me nuts. There's something about people that if you're picking the outcome of a game and you're predicting it and it's Alabama versus LSU game of the century. And I say, ah, oh, I think LSU is going to win. Then apparently I'm something of a turncoat or a traitor or what's can Just you believe Corso picked them? Can can you believe Corso hates them? He hates Alabama. So if you don't pick them to win, you hate them. And, it's uh, so stupid. But my point it, was, it yeah. my, my my point was that um, you know at the time, uh, man, I was telling you, I was like, I was having a big problem with all. I mean, like I was. I was like, I didn't mean to piss off every, I'm already like so very self-conscious. No people who probably listen to this thing. That's the most uh, cocky turd in the punch bowl. But boy, what, that is not even a metaphor or a, or a saying. No, like I don't two know. metaphors. Who's the cocky you turd in the two, punch two metaphors anyway. together. But I'm, I'm incredibly self-conscious. I mean, I'll turn off my computer and go cry in the corner after remembering this story. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I remember going, Y'all, I got to, I remember telling my parents, I was like, I got, I got to move. <laughs> I was like, I, like, I got to get out of here. Like not, not, and it's not just good enough to go like a couple of towns over. I got to go States. But anyway, uh, I don't know why the hell I started talking about that, but it was a good story. Uh, so what we do when we started writing this, they, oh, that's, that's what I'm going to get to. Cause I was talking about illegitimate journalism. Somebody wrote to me, somebody wrote to me on that Facebook page where that article was, because I was trying to explain, like, and you cannot beat Facebook warriors, by the way. They were coming at me so fast. By the time I replied to one of them, there were 10 other insults. So um, one of them said, <laughs> Mr. Robinson, this isn't journalism. And I was like, no shit, I'm not a journalist. <laughs> I was like, what a coincidence. <clears throat> um, but anyway, one thing we do as faux journalists every year for Crimson Country Club uh, is we write our superlatives for the recruiting class. And Jimmy, we are going to now, we might stretch this into two podcasts because it gets kind of fun. And uh, I do enjoy doing this. We have categories. Some are good. Some are, um, you know, it, some I just feel like they have to be there. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of them. I just feel like we started doing them and now they got to be that way. So that's what we're going to do. The first thing I am going to do before we get into these superlatives, though, is I'm going to tell everybody about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is the place you want to go for all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. Go there. Check them out. When you see the little box that says, hey, how'd you hear about us? Put in Locked On. We would appreciate that. But also while you're there, all you got to do is check out all the kick-ass prices they have at RockAuto.com. You'll be like, why in the world was I shopping at that auto parts dealer depot store? Why was I doing that? I was wasting my time. 
The guy didn't know what he was talking about, but at rockauto.com, they got folks there that'll help you, you know, little chats. And if you, so if you have a question about your chassis and we all know you do, I'm, I'm worried about my chassis daily. Then uh, I can just talk to the people at rockauto.com. They'll help you out, found the right chassis for you, get it ordered to you. It'll be right to your door. And then you can either handle it yourself or you can take it to your local dude, or maybe you got a cousin who does car stuff. I don't know. But that's the way you save money. I'm just giving you good financial tips. This isn't a financial podcast, but it could be, but it's not. So rockauto.com is where you want to go for these great prices on things like chassis, timing belts, fuzzy dice, hula dancers for your dashboard, uh, radio knobs. I don't even know if people still have radio knobs, but you might. And I bet you they've got them at rockauto.com. All right, Jimmy, let's let's talk about our superlatives. Now, it, everybody who does recruiting stuff like BOL and, and rivals, everybody does their own superlatives. But we try to go a different route from time to time. Have you done yours yet, by the way? Uh, I have worked on it, and it is in my head. I can answer questions about it, but it is not complete. It shall be complete in time for publication on the website. Manana. Now. Okay, so what I'm going to do then is I'm going to give you mine, the category, then give you my selection, and then you tell me what you think about yours. Now, we're going to probably spread this over two podcasts, so everybody get ready. And uh, I'm also going to say I wrote mine before we got Terry on Arnold today. Um, I don't think that would have changed many of my my answer at all on anything, but I really do like the Terry on Arnold pickup. I just want that to be on the record. Now, Having said that, let me go to the first superlative category, which is the biggest get. The guy that, and I I don't consider this like the best recruit we got. I just consider it like the the biggest get. And and it's sort of like that when that senator said about porn, you don't, I'll know it when I see it. You know what I mean when I'm saying this, okay? So, and this is what I wrote. The biggest get is defensive back Kool-Aid McKinstry. When you sign the best class in the history of recruiting rankings, seriously, Alabama's recruiting score this year is the highest ever. There are a lot of great choices for this accolade. But you know who Kool-Aid reminds me of? That's Drake Kirkpatrick, just with more wiggle. McKinstry is a future NFL DB all day, every day. Of all the guys Alabama signed this season, Kool-Aid is my bet to be a day one starter. I'm serious. Feels like feels good to lose a player the caliber of current cornerback and soon to be first round pick Pat Sertain, or Pat Sertan, I should say, and slide an athletic freak like Kool Aid into this spot. That's my take on that. So you go. Love the take because you used a term uh, that that I rely on in, in making this choice, and that's immediate starter. I think the biggest get isn't in my mind the way I define it. The biggest get is not necessarily the kid that I think will prove to be the best player in the class. The biggest get is who did we sign that can immediately help us now? Who's going to be a kid that will be responsible for us winning games, not in the future, but in 2021? And uh, I, I like how you went with Jaquincy because I agree that he has a chance to be a starting cornerback for Alabama in the fall. And on that same token, I have a tie. I may decide by tomorrow morning I'm going with one or the other, but I have a tie, and that's uh, Tommy Brockermeyer and J.C. Latham. And I say that in the sense that even though we have a number of offensive linemen and it's not a position on the team that I feel is shallow, I think Brockermeyer and J.C. Latham are so good 
they could immediately contend to be starting tackles uh, on the team uh, this fall. I think Evan Neal could be moved to the left side, and we have an opening at right tackle. And I think Tommy Brockermeyer, because of his polish and expertise and knowledge, and J.C. Latham because of his just outright athletic ability, I think both of them have a strong chance uh, to contend for a starting spot right away, and they'll be great players. So uh, I like your uh, Kool-Aid pick, and uh, and I'm going to go for very similar reasons, uh, Tommy Brockermeyer and J.C. Latham. The next category is future top five NFL pick, and uh, my pick there is is J.C. Latham. Uh, so – that's mm-hmm. that's the one I, I like a lot for, for here, and here's what I said. Can an NFL team pick somebody higher than number one? Realistically and mathematically, it's impossible. But what if, say, the Jaguars draft Latham this year? I mean, he's not eligible for three more seasons, but it feels like this gargantuan human being from Florida may be worth the gamble. Latham isn't just big. He's quick on his feet and has a definitive mean streak that is the bane of most defensive linemen's existence. Besides, It'd be a better pick than most of the Jaguar selections. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, you know, I can't, I can't just pick J.C. Latham in every, every category. I picked him before. You just picked him there. Um, when I think of top five pick, I immediately go to this thought, you know, who are top five picks? You could be the best inside linebacker prospect in the world. You could be the best offensive guard prospect in the world. But you ain't going top five because inside linebackers and guards don't go in the top five. Uh, Who goes in the top five? Quarterbacks, defensive tackles, pass rushers, maybe a special corner. But for those reasons, and the fact that you took Latham, who's probably the best pick there, I mean, Latham makes the most sense. But if you took Latham, I'll take someone else just to make the the article and the show more interesting. I'm going to go with Dallas Turner who I think is a, you know, a pass rusher. Pass rushers are certainly guys that would be considered uh, to be top five type draft picks. I think Dallas Turner is likely the best pass rusher nationally in this whole class, and in the class as a whole. I think he's the best one in the country. Um, Probably not a guy that's going to play immediately because, frankly, he's going to show up and and, and he's a backup to Will Anderson or Chris Allen, and that that, means he ain't going to get on the field much no matter how gifted he is but long term give him three years four years to develop i think dallas turner uh could potentially be a top five pick down the road we're gonna do one more category and then we'll take a break and then we're gonna probably have two more categories for the final uh segment and then we'll do the other categories for the next podcast we also i may also do an individual podcast if you're not away after this alabama lsu game tonight um one category (laughs) Uh, I like here is the um, – now, this is – actually, I say I like it. I don't like it. But it's it's unique to us. Nobody else, nobody else has the cojones to make this category. <laughs> Destined for medical hardship. Now, <laughs> it's the cruelest of categories. It this is, is the, the cruelest, cruelest of categories. Cat- it's like on that old show uh, they had uh, very briefly on ABC, Hot or Not, that reality right. show. This is the not. Um, now, not. here's the thing that the reason we have this category is because somebody always ends up on medical hardship. So uh, <laughs> That's true. always. And so my former picks, I haven't been reading these before, but I, I, my former picks for uh, medical hardship, because we've been doing this for several years, were Caden Clark, who's now ironically in this class, 
who literally also missed a year for medical purposes. <laughs> Correct. So Jaylen it, it Moody, was quite brilliant. Jalen Mooley, okay. Elliot Baker, Irv Smith, weirdly. I don't know why I picked him. Elliot uh, Baker just, did not finish his eligibility at Alabama, so that's another another good pick. Didn't finish his eligibility here. Uh Desherry, I think it was was it Desherius Flowers? Wasn't that his name? Another good pick because he didn't even get off. He spent one spring here and then went to junior college. Uh, Philip Ely, Alec Morris also didn't finish his career here. Alec didn't Morris finish his, didn't finish his career here. Parker McLeod, who didn't? Yikes! Uh, and then Yikes. also pick. Here's the one that I really missed on J.K. Scott, but I had my reasons for picking him for this. <laughs> Because he looked like an eleven-year-old, who an eleven-year-old who looked young for an eleven-year-old at the time. Um, but my pick this year is Tim Keenan, and I, I start off uh, saying, okay, "This okay, this category sucks." We say that every year. That said, Keenan is the obvious choice. The senior, his senior year, no, excuse me, the senior injuries. Are only the only reason I believe he is the selection, but that's all I can go by. Otherwise, I like Tim Tim Keenan a lot. I, I I have no other reason to believe it, but my point is, he's a big nose guard type who's had an injury, and so you have to. I mean, logic says okay, he may have more injuries because it's not like his body's in fantastic shape. No, nah, makes makes. For 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 you know for what the category is, it's a perfect choice. Uh, you know, I would even point out that similarly, you know, DJ Dale has two hurt knees, plays the same yes. position, and today I, I, I'm nervous for DJ Dale that he's never going to be 100% healthy and and be the player he could have been. I could be totally wrong, and now I'm practically praying that I'm wrong. I want things to work out for DJ, but you know, at nose guard. It's sort of tough when the knee's bad and uh, and Tim Keenan's showing up like that. And, you know, he can't help it. It's just an unfortunate situation. But, uh, but yeah, for purposes of this category, it makes a lot of sense. I'm going to go in a, a weird direction here and uh, say one of my favorite kids in the class is actually on picking for this, and this is the reason. I'm, I'm going to go with Kyrie Jackson, the junior college corner from Scuba, although corners – don't tend to get uh, banged up as much as linemen. <laughs> I'm just saying, Kyrie's had a very odd career already. He he, he came out of high school playing primarily offense and, and then didn't play football at all. He took a whole year and just didn't play football. Then he went to a junior college in Kansas. Then he went to Last Chance U, which makes a lot of sense because if you're three years out of school, I mean, Kyrie Jackson is draft eligible today. He's three years out of school, and he hasn't even played Division One football yet. And then I watched the tape, and I'm not kidding, guys. Kyrie Jackson is one of the most gifted defensive back prospects I have ever seen on tape. That's how good I think he is. I think he's awesome. But he has such a weird story. It would be a crazy gamble to wager that things at Alabama will go perfectly for Kyrie because it has been up and down. I mean, he looks like a stock. He looks like the game. He looks like GameStop stock. I mean, it's it's way down. It's way up, all in a single day. So, if I had to bet on 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 who's not going to finish their career at Alabama for whatever reason, uh, I would go Kyrie today. That's I boy, you laid out a compelling argument there. 
Jimmy, let me tell everybody about betonline.ag. I told everybody yesterday, they sent me an email, said, look, you haven't played in a little bit. And I've been busy. And they said, here's $20 in the poker room. I turned that 20 into 50. I turned that 50 into 150. And uh, I've still got a little bit to play with right now. And uh, so I'm going to probably bet some on the tie tonight, I think. That's my, if I get off this podcast really? in time. Go to betonline.ag. Uh, the betonline.ag uh, line eight. I hadn't looked at it since we started, but it was roughly eight last time I saw it. Yeah, I think it was eight last time Ooh. I saw it. Yeah, so betonline.ag. I get, I get nervous when we talk about currency. I, I understand. You're into Dogecoin. Um, but I don't think betonline.ag will take your Dogecoin. They may take everything else. Um, very easy to pay in, very easy to pay out. Betonline.ag. Be sure to use the promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% sign-up bonus. So go to betonline.ag, tell them Luke sent you at betonline.ag and go win that money. Also want to tell everybody about Built Bar. Built Bar, absolutely delicious. Been a sponsor for God knows how long now, and we appreciate them so much. I have I have had, and I'm not kidding, guys, I'm not lying. I've had three Built Bars today. They're awesome. I love them. Every time I eat one, I'm like, God, I need to eat more of these. But, you know, I eat one, and I'm, I think I'm going to keep being hungry because I'm I'm a bigger guy, so, I mean, I'm like, you know, I, I like to eat. Well, when I eat one, I'm I'm satisfied, I'm, I feel full, and I'm trying to lose a few pounds. I've gone from 247 to 241. That's not bad in about a week and a half. Nothing, my diet consisted of meats and Built Bars. I'm digging it. So uh, that's what it is, Built Bar, good for a keto diet, good to maintain or lose weight, covered in chocolate, tastes delicious, 18 delicious flavors. Use the promo code Locked On. And you will get 20% off your order at BuiltBar.com. That's B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. Built Bar. Absolutely delicious. 18 flavors. Go check them out and use the promo code Locked On. All right, Jimmy, let's do a couple more categories here. Um, let's, you know, I'll save this one for the next podcast. We have a category where I say I'm more bearish or I'm more bullish than you. And you're more bearish or bullish than me on certain guys. We'll save that for tomorrow. Um, here's the two I'm going to use for today. How about can't wait to see the first play of dot, dot, dot. My selection was Jojo. Is it, is it, are we going with Earl or early? It's Earl. Okay. That's what I'm pretty sure it's Earl. Okay. You could, you could swing this either way, man. Um, but I'm going to go with Jojo Earl in the immortal mumbled words of Ed Orgeron. Tell him about it, Jojo. You want to be blown away like a prostitute in a tornado? Go check out JoJo's highlight on Huddle. This guy's the defense is what Reddit is to hedge funds. This guy drops more jaws than a clumsy denture maker. Think Jalen Waddle Redux here. What do you think? Love the pick. Love the pick. Uh, JoJo is actually my favorite prospect in the class. I mean, in terms of like who I personally love the most out of all these these studs. But if I'm thinking, who do I want? Who can I not wait to see? Uh, easy answer for me. We've already talked about him. That's Kool-Aid. You know, Kool-Aid McKinstry has won two football state championships. He's won two basketball state championships. He's Mr. Football. He's the number one prospect in his class in the state of Alabama. Quincy is probably the most accomplished high school athlete in the history of the state of Alabama. That sounds nuts, but you name another four-time national champion and a four-time state champion 
in a high classification that was also Mr. Football, that was also MVP of the state championship game. He's the most accomplished high school player in the state of Alabama's history, and a nod to my uh, radio uh, host, uh, co-host, Randy Kennedy, pointed that out, wrote a great article on AL.com about that very fact, that Kool-Aid is the most accomplished high school player in Alabama history. He's easy to like. He's got the cool nickname. He's got the cool name, period. Uh, He's a corner who plays basketball. Uh, My answer is Jaquincy Kool-Aid McKinstry. Can't wait to see him on the field and see what he does on his first snap. He's probably going to pick off a ball and house it. It's probably what he's going to do. Here are my former picks for this category, and I know you don't have it in front of you, but I always put the former picks by me to just sort of see how I'm shooting uh, for this. Can't wait to see the first play of. Uh, last year was Will Anderson. Year before that, Jalen Waddell, Jerry Judy, Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris, Cam Sims, Derrick Henry, uh, Ryan Anderson, and Jesse Williams. That's how long we've been doing this thing. Good picks, too. Good picks. I mean, you know, not all those guys were, were, were would end up being first-round NFL picks, but obviously uh, a lot of big names there, a lot of guys who had good careers and a lot of guys who impressed the very first time they were out there. And uh, I think JoJo Earl and, and uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, uh, they'll, they'll bowl. when we look back on this three years from now, uh, we'll have made good picks. All right, and then we'll do one more category, and we'll wrap this up as the game's about to get started, but we'll finish these uh, superlatives up on Friday's podcast. Here's a category. Wish we had signed and didn't. My selection was Lee Hunter. Now, somebody may go, Luke, we were after much bigger fish than that. I get it, but I'm about to tell you my reasoning. Okay, this is the – I live close to Lee County in me. But I only wanted to steal this guy so Auburn would have zero top 100 or top 150 recruits, for that matter, on their commit sheet. I think Hunter is good, but I'm fine missing or passing on him, too. Again, this is a 100% spite pick, y'all. Call me John because I'm petty. <laughs> Lee Hunter, if, if you hadn't picked him, that's who I'd pick. Uh, crazy about Lee Hunter. I loved him ever since he was a young player at Blunt. Always hoped he would end up at Alabama. Then things worked out to where he might have. I, I think if Alabama had had the room uh, at, at one point, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Lee Hunter uh, hadn't been part of this Alabama class. Alabama just simply ran out of room at the time. I think he might have been willing to flip after Gus Malzahn left Auburn. Uh, and that's a good pick. I'm going to go – I'm cheating here. I, I don't like to blend jobs, but I, I'm going to do it here in this. My answer is going to be Luke Altmyer, mm. the, the quarterback. And it's not because people don't get this wrong. It's not because I prefer Luke Altmyer to Jalen Milrow. I, I, I do not. I love Jalen Milrow. I'm very, very excited about Jalen Milrow. I'll just say Luke Altmyer for a couple of reasons. Uh, he's one of our QB country kids. Uh, I've met the kid. I've met his parents. Uh, I, I just really think a lot of them as a family. I think a lot of Luke as a prospect. It would have been a lot of fun for me. Uh, as a fan of Alabama football, uh, if Luke and his great family were a part of things at Alabama, it, it you know obviously didn't happen. It obviously, uh, was something that was considered, uh, and Luke ended up flipping from Florida State to Ole Miss, where he'll play for Lane Kiffin, and uh, I think he'll have a really good career. And I, I think Luke Altmyer is going to be a really good SEC uh, quarterback down the road. So I'll say Luke, mostly for selfish reasons, 
just because I like the kid and his family. All right, buddy. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. We will be back. Uh, we might have an emergency post LSU episode. I don't know. Let's just see how it goes. But uh, we will also have, we will wrap up our superlatives. But again, great job by the coaching staff. Kudos to you guys. I know you've been waiting for me and Jimmy to say what a great job you did. So we're saying it now, right here from the Locked On Bama family. So uh, roll tide, guys. Roll tide.